The Spoken Word, half an hour of poetry and performance, your connection to Melbourne's grassroots poetry scene, the voice of those of us who have nothing but our voices. With its Druze people having struggled for hundreds of years living in the mountains, existed in a very fractious part of the world under Israeli, Lebanese and Syrian control. Druze reputations stand proud, feisty, family and village people, being left alone by different umpires that have passed through because of their great uniqueness and supporters of each other. Sarah found it to be rich with culture and custom, being a tightly knit religious community, everything you did, even as a matter of speaking, going to the toilet, did not feel like your own personal ritual. Sarah at times felt like the lowest common denominator, not really knowing what to do with herself, feeling strange and unaccomplished. Sarah didn't have any real goals at this time, only to get up in the morning, dress up, with no real destination in mind. She seldom thought about Spencer to her own amazement and focused her energies on reading and planning to get some kind of job to get her mind off things. The community of Tetid, Sarah found them to be like country folk, being raised in or living in rural environment and quite backwards and old-fashioned in their ways. Sarah overheard her uncle Isam and father talking about bombings in Sur, which juts out from the coast of the Mediterranean about 83 kilometres south of Beirut. Tyre is the fourth largest city of Lebanon. Sarah knew and heard of bombings in Beirut and areas surrounding, but never imagined them to be so close, like almost next door, so to speak. Hi, my name is Fadia Alamadine and my book title is Deep Within. Hi Fadia and welcome to Spoken Word on Community Radio 3CR. Hi Peter, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here today. We heard a, an extract from your book there with a character, Sarah. Is Sarah the main character in yes, the book? Yes, that's right. Sarah Bashir is a 17-year-old uh, Druze girl. Can you explain the Druze religion and its... Uh, basis in, in culture from Lebanon and other countries? Yeah, absolutely. So the Druze themselves, there's a million Druze people worldwide and it began as an outgrowth of Islam um, based on the belief in the divinity of um, Al-Hakim, God, um, that he will return at the end of time. Um, so Druze doctrines are kept secret, even from the majority of members, and they refer to themselves as Muwahideen, meaning belief in only one God. The religion is restricted and conversion forbidden, either to or from the sect. 
Their scriptures are drawn from the Bible, the Quran, and Sufiologies, and their religious text is called Kitab al Hikma, um, which is called the Book of Wisdom, is the translation. And inside Lebanon mm. and its uh, conflict in, mm. in the decades starting back to the 60s, 70s, yeah. going forwards, um, mm. what was the effect on, on Drew's culture and, and religion and people throughout that war period and, yeah. and onwards? Yeah, I think I feel it brought them closer to each other. They're, they're very tightly knit community and they're, they're strong Drew's faith. And they Were they persecuted during the war? Were the, the Drew's... Uh, people able to keep practicing their religion. Yeah, absolutely. I feel that they they also held on tightly to their religion and religious beliefs. So as we get to understand your book yeah. today and, yes. and and the readings, and we're going mm. to hear some also some some poetry from the culture. Yeah. We can understand that as a bit of a background or, or or a setting. Yeah, yeah. terrific. Thanks, Peter. The poetry that we'll hear on Spoken Word today is by the poet Ada Aharoni, and we begin with our first poem now. Mr. Prime Minister, when will the nightmare end? Mr. Prime Minister, when will the nightmare end? What absolute misery. I want to go home. Instead of home's warmth, anguished cold in my frozen bones while watching the dreadful shock of a man who has just discovered his dead wife's body under his wrecked home. We came back from the nightmare with horror in our hearts and imploring in our eyes. Mr Prime Minister, we were born for creation, for joy and life, not for destruction. Please, Mr Prime Minister, end this nightmare that really kills, and not only in nightmares. Maruf whilst drinking his traditional Arab coffee, most commonly known as short black, looked at Sarah and exclaimed, Habibi, call your mother and Dan. We are going to visit the holy sites. There are many sacred holy sites for the Druze, like Sayyid Abdullah, Nabi Ayyub, Sitshawene, and El Makam El Sharif Shamlikh, to name only a few. It will be good for you to visit these religious temples to bring you closer to our Druze faith. Yes, Dad, thanks. Sounds good. I'll go see where Mummy's now. And with that, all plans in place, including Uncle Laysam and family, headed to Nabi Ayyub, the holy temple where all Druze have at one time or another prayed and touched their rich sacred history. 
The temples are the most important worship places for the Draws, which Sarah soon discovered and found it enriching, hence uplifting her spirit and yearning desire to bring her closer to God. The drive to Shamlich was picturesque. Sarah thought Lebanon was indeed a beautiful country, and Jamal described it well, as it was just as she imagined, with the exception of some of the people who weren't peacemakers and had become succumbed to war, chaos, looting and violence. I am not in love But I'm open to persuasion When you think of community, uh, think of 3CR. When you think of radio, think of 3CR. This is Joan Armour Trading asking you to support your community radio station, 3CR, the only alternative. But with the love I could hold my head back CR programs provide information and analysis you won't hear in the mainstream. Today we'll be looking at the legacy of the US war on Vietnam on Laos. And as far as corporate capitalism is concerned, it is the worst political and economic system that you can have. Our laws about jailing refugees and asylum seekers are so well crafted. Sex is not irrelevant and we like who we are, but we don't have to be imprisoned by our gender. Become a subscriber today. Call us on 9419 Safety is a Siamese twin. For our safety, we will break their teeth. For our safety, we will throw tons of bombs on their heads and on their safety, on their orchards and on their vines, on their houses and on their pride. All this only for our safety. But where is our safety? And what about their safety. In truth, our safety and their safety are Siamese twins. In reality, you can't hit one without the other. She only heard of such things that were displayed on the news, but never thought for a second it would become reality. Sarah, although aware of such civil devastation and chaos, was not frightened as her uncle Assam and fellow Lebanese citizens reassured her that they were not in danger and had ample knowledge and caution in safe travel routes, if needed.
Western invasion was the first time the Israelis went to war without their very existence being threatened. Amputated hand. A young boy runs to me and asks for a sweet. He spreads his amputated arm without a hand. Who did that to you? I ask aghast. Entum, you, he answers timidly. His apologetic bashfulness strangles my shocked shame. My name is Fadia Alamedine and my book title is Deep Within. Sarah felt a sense of ardour that consumed her when they reached the location in Sharon Town in Shamlikh district in the Alo province. Nabila motioned to Sarah to take off her shoes before entering the holy shrine and handed her a white veil to cover her head as a form of respect for any place of worship. As soon as Sarah entered the blessed chamber, a sheer jubilation engulfed her and she felt at peace for the first time upon arrival in Lebanon. She looked around in wonderment thinking about the drawer's identity and its long history of religious secrecy and their human connection to God. Nabila uttered quietly whilst kneeling on a sacred plaque what Sarah interpreted. Quench our thirst with peace and reflection, only a few drops of a vast ocean of wisdom. ECR are selling kefir Palestinian scarves in support of the last factory that produces them in Hebron, Palestine. All profits will be donated to the reconstruction efforts in Gaza and support Palestinian industry. These are traditional scarves available in red and black or you can choose from a modern design. Go to 3cr.org.au slash shop to buy online or drop into the station during business hours. Do you have a community event or campaign you'd like to announce on radio? Maybe your group would like to take a tour of 3CR and find out how community radio works. Are you in a band and would like to record a demo? Or maybe there are people in your workplace or activist organisation who would like to undergo media skills training. 3CR is a resource for the community. 
and offers community announcements, station tours, studio hire and media skills workshops at affordable prices. For more information, contact 3CR on 9419 8377 or go to our website www.3cr.org.au. Beirut. A moment of harmony in Beirut. We suddenly heard from one of the houses bark music beautifully played. The whole company stopped to hear the music. The pianist played beautifully and the whole company stopped and listened to the exquisite harmony. The bombs did not succeed to stop us but a 16-year-old girl playing Bach music stopped us. Sarah prayed to God to give her strength and willpower and her thoughts circled Layla and how she must stay in contact with her best friend. Perhaps she would write a letter and indeed she made a pact with herself on such holy grounds at that very thought. In the midst of her deep thoughts, she looked up at Dan, whom thought this was all too amusing and his devious smirk said it all for Sarah knew her brother too well. He looked like he was taking this vacation wholeheartedly and didn't look phased in the slightest. Sarah felt terribly jealous of her brother, taking himself lightly, not having to worry about an arranged marriage or love interest that he left behind in Australia. Sarah was envious Dan had started college and formed friendships, all in such a short time, contrary to Sarah who spent her days wallowing in her own self-pity. The trip home was a rocky one, and her uncle Lissam joked how if they had eaten, even a baby unwelcomed the need to be burped. They all laughed and were pleasantly in high spirits after the outing. Even Sarah felt a sense of elation and unearthed an inner peace. Sarah wondered about their Druze religion and confessed to Nabila if she wore a formal sheikh's clothing, she would love to find out more about her religion, the secrecy of and so-called Book of Wisdom. Nabila, do you know where Druze originated from, like the history? It's also fascinating, religion, history of the Druze people, our secretive religious community that is closed to the outsiders. 
Tell me what you know, everything, Sarah said with an inquisitive tone. Sure, Sarah, what would you like to know? Or more importantly, what is Drawers? Who are we? Nabila replied. Sarah nodded and winked at Nabila. Yes, precisely. Please do tell. Okay. Well, firstly, I read somewhere that the Druze religion was established in Cairo in 1017. Al-Hakim was the Egyptian ruler who founded the Druze religion in the early 11th century. We are a branch of Islam containing elements of Christianity, Judaism and Islam. Funnily enough, you won't believe this that, ironically, you would know the calf? Yeah, those cute baby cows, Sarah said lightheartedly. Well, some people think that the calf, so to speak, represents a demon in the Draws religion and is a vital symbol which represents the negative forces of the world. Sarah looked in amazement. No way! But those cute animals that become cows and, more importantly, produce and provide milk, cheese and meat to human beings? Yes, precisely. And it's funny to think and rather contradictory as Al-Hakim blended Islam's belief in one God with Greek thought and Hindu influences. Sarah intercepted, Hindu influences? But Hindus honour and adore the cow and believe that it is a symbol of the earth, the nourisher, the ever-giving, undemanding provider. The cow is so generous, taking nothing but water, grass and grain. There's a lot that remains a mystery with Druze. None of us can argue because we don't really know and remain oblivious to the truth, as we don't hold the key, Kdeb al-Hikmah, the Book of Wisdom. True indeed. You can't always believe what you read. I'll have to do some of my own research to uncover the truth. So what else? Tell me about transmigration of souls that I find particularly intriguing. Nabila resumed. The Druze believe that after death people come back to earth in another body. The dead are given a new life. They believe that the quality of a person's life determines the quality of his or her future lives. A moral person is to be rewarded a virtuous life again. Druze believe the opposite holds true for those who live an evil life, kind of like karma. Nabila, you know so much, I guess, as you were born and raised, live and breathe our religion. Sarah sighed. Is there any way you could get your hands on the so-called Book of Wisdom? No way, Sarah. Besides, you don't know how to read Arabic, and I'm not prepared to translate as, oh my God, Sarah, that would be excruciating and painfully long, like interpreting a Shakespearean sonnet. Sarah merely shrugged. Okay, okay, I'll find a way without you. Where there's a will, there's a book of wisdom.
A Mother's Letter You will not build a nest, dear Gilly. Every night you return to me, and your silent cries silence my heart. Mother, mother, help me. And I cannot. I can only caress the rugged stone over your bones as I used to caress your soft curls before sleeping. You've been listening to the book Deep Within by writer Fadia Alamadine, who's in the studios here at 3CR. Fadia, you've got a, a great tattoo on your wrist too. It's a kind of a star. Yes, it's a pentagram star. It's a, it represents a Druze religion. Um, it's a five-pointed star, which symbolises the five prophets uh, or wise, five wise superior ministers, each with his quality. See here, the colour green uh, represents mind, farmer and life. And the colour red, the soul, heart and love. The colour yellow, word and wheat. The colour blue is will, sky and faith. And finally, the colour white represents air, purity, future and effect. So that's what my tattoo represents. It's also in the book. And do you look at that tattoo and get strength from it as you continue to write your, your book? A- absolutely. That's, yeah, that is my inspiration. And you're writing this book very much for... I have written. It's completed. Completed, yeah. yeah. And are you looking for a publisher? Yes, I am, absolutely. So if there's anyone out there that's um, interested in my book and was interested and intrigued by today's uh, reading, would be great. And we've heard some poetry today by a single poet, a, yes. a woman. Could you give her name, please? Certainly, Ada Aharoni. Ada Haroni. So yeah. that's a great poet to look up if you're interested in, in, in those poems you heard today on Spoken Word. Thanks, Fadia, for coming on to the program. Thanks, Peter. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you.